everyone and welcome to another episode of On The Turnbuckle from Chicago. It is our special to you. We're covering the Survivor Series over here. Four special episodes coming your way with some great WWE Superstar interviews. Tonight we're going to hear from Dana Brooks and also Mustafa Ali. Uh, and we'll also have a chat about what, the, what amazing matches we witnessed tonight as part of the NXT TakeOver War Games. For 2019, we were treated to some uh, to a special night last night, I reckon, with uh, the Friday Night Smackdown show, and then it just went over the top again. If those two are any indication, as I say hello to my co-host Mitchell, if those two are any indication about what this weekend's about, then tomorrow's Survivor Series, Mitchell, is going to be amazing. Could be close to the best, closest to the best weekend in all of wrestling. Could be actually the biggest four days of wrestling. Uh, I think hands down you can safely say that WrestleMania is the biggest show of the lot, but this could be the biggest consecutive four days of a pay-per-view weekend. We'll go with that. Sounds yeah, we will. Good. We will. Uh, let's have a look at what happened in the... Actually, before we do, uh, we should just talk about what we did today. We uh, went and saw a college football match between the Northwestern Big Cats and the Minnesota Gophers. Dan Cold pretty cold but what we're in chicago zero degrees watching gridiron we lasted three quarters and had to go home it was way too cold we had, to get, ready. F- we had to get ready for the biggest night in wrestling well we did too we had to get home and get ready that was an early start that's nice finishing uh, a wrestling night at nine o'clock over here in chicago of course they go off new york time for all their tv shows so everything's done by that so we were finished by nine o'clock with uh, an amazing men's match but let's go back to the start of the night and it was uh, Isaiah Swerve Scott up against Angel Gaza and uh, well the man that was much loved in uh, Isaiah Scott unfortunately didn't get the win. He, he fought well though it was a good fight Wait, good way to start off the good way to start off the night. It was a good way to start off the night and uh, you're telling me a step before the first time they've had a match during the pre-show? Yeah yeah. In NXT. There you go, in NXT. So, a bit of history, plenty of history being made. History was definitely made, there is no doubt about that, in the second match of the night. And I won't, I won't say that it was one of two massive matches, because they're all amazing matches. What I will say, though, off the very top, is that it is my belief that it was the greatest women's match in wrestling ever in the history of wrestling. Bit of a big call. It's a massive call. But in my 40 years, 45 years of watching wrestling, I could not think of a greater women's match than this. couple Indy Hartwell matches. Love your thoughts on the Facebook and Twitter on the turnbuckle is where you can leave them for us. Uh, it all started with a bit of a shock, I suppose, when we learnt at the start of the, light, that the, start of the night that uh, Mia wasn't going to be involved. Yeah, she got attacked by someone. Don't know who. No, no one knows who. Hopefully it will come out. And... Um, Dakota Kai stepped in. Could have been Dakota that actually did the attack. We might find that out later. If we just attack just to attack or? Well, she came in and we'll talk about her shortly when it was her turn to come in. It was uh, Bianca Belair who uh, started off there. Kaylee Ray also in there as well. Uh, 
It was a little bit of a slow start, wasn't it? But a built-up to what turned out to be a, a, a great, a great night. Uh, Io came in next. She started off fairly well, also, and then uh, Dakota came. Dakota was next out. This was tell us what happened when Dakota came out because this was really weird. Well, she came out. Crowd, crowd was buzzing, and she just walks up and just um, kick, kicks her in the face. And slammed her leg. and Did everything. Oh, it was just huge. It was absolutely... We were in Chicago. You'd hear the, uh, you'd hear the cage slamming from oh, it was New huge. York. Yeah, it was, it was big. Uh, Shayna Baszler, of course, in there as well, the NXT Women's Champion. Uh, and well, Shayna went... She was, she was great. She was great. Rhea Ripley, amazing. The Aussie girl, the girl from Adelaide, she was just fantastic as well. And I'll tell you what, I would pay a lot of money to fly back from Australia to here to watch Rhea Ripley in a championship match up against Charlotte Flair. Two absolute Goliaths of the ring, these ladies. Yeah. That would be that would be an amazing match to watch. Or we could just get them to come to Australia. Well, we could get them to come to Australia. I don't think that's going to happen, though, is it? No, probably not. Uh, Rhea Ripley brought with her uh, some toys into the ring, trash cans and other weapons, and started dropping opponents pretty much from the uh, the get-go. The kendo stick got a bit of a run as well as did some chairs. Uh, the kendo stick, a really Loud. big hit. Loud, massive hit. Oh, absolutely. Uh, the fans were chanting for tables. They didn't see any, though. That was, that was good. That was good. There was some good... Uh, good hill moves. There was actually some good boos when the tables didn't come out. The crowd went pretty wild and uh, unleashed with a few boos for no tables. With all the out the tables, though, still a great great match. Yeah. Uh, William Regal, when he came out and tried to stop uh, Kai in uh, in her efforts, she... Uh, she didn't take Dakota Kai is the name I was trying to think of. Uh, she didn't take that too well, did she? Oh, wouldn't she? Was on a bit of a murderous rampage. Yeah, she was on a bit of a murder. That's actually a pretty good way to put it. Actually, uh, anyway, it went on uh, to be an amazing finish uh, with uh, Shayna Baszler getting slapped and beat on with a steel chair from uh, Rhea Ripley. Uh, Ripley placed a trash can and two chairs that was set up there. Uh, Ray ends up taking the trash can to the face, Baszler, and uh, then moves into the middle of the ring. Now this was with a uh, with a with a sort of a clutch hold, I suppose it was. And Rhea tried to break it, and then handcuffed herself. Yeah, handcuffed herself and delivered the riptide. That's it, exactly, and to, it was all over. Turn the win for Team Ripley, two on four. So, that was, yeah, that was the other thing. 2-2 two, two on 4 was an amazing uh, disadvantage for those girls. But anyway, they Aussies did... Are, Aussies are shining through in WWE at the moment. Yeah, they certainly are. There is no doubt about that. They are doing really, really well. Uh, number one contenders, triple threat match. Pete Dunne uh, versus uh, Killian Dane and Damien Priest. Not a bad match. Oh, wasn't the great... What? Wasn't it, it wasn't an amazing match. If you were to rank... The matches, take out the very first one. If you were to rank the, the main matches in order, this probably goes to the bottom of the list. Yeah, but, but any other NXT event, that would go top two. Without a doubt. 
exactly right. But in the in the night that it was, and what an amazing night, I keep saying it, but it was an amazing night, it goes, probably is the weaker of the matches, but still an excellent match for Pete Dunn. The NXT chants, they're, they're great. Yeah, they are really good. So Pete Dunn now gets the opportunity tomorrow night against Adam Cole in Survivor Series to possibly win the NXT Championship. I can't see it happening personally. I can't see Adam Cole losing the championship on Survivor Series. But Pete Dunne, he's, um, he's had his fair... He's, he's had a long, long, long reigns of, of titles in NXT. Yeah. Um, in title matches, he just comes through. Yeah, he certainly does. The next match, and it was the second last match, it was, there was only five matches tonight, but they were all quality and all went for a, a decent amount of time, especially the two... War Games matches. Uh, Finn Balor and Matt Riddle. This was a pretty good match as well. Um, it was, yeah, third best ma- match of the night, but... Yeah, it was. Uh, there's no doubt that the two War, war Games, games matches were... Yeah. Yeah, right up there. Right up there. Um, I, even to the extent that I nearly say that the women's match was better than the men's match. The uh, men's finish was spectacular. We'll yeah. get to that in a sec. Uh, Finn Balor and Matt Riddle, though. What do you think of this one? I'll tell you what, can I just come in quickly and say... Yeah, go ahead. I'm confused. I actually I actually thought Finn Balor had turned heel, but he's coming out and he's putting the hands up in the air and everyone's chanting with him and stuff. It would seem to me that he's more face than he's ever been. Well, he's just come back. He's just come back. They're still... Um, they're st- everyone's still excited about him coming back. Everyone's just still... But... He hasn't really done anything to... He hasn't tried to make himself heal yet. But when he does... Oh, I think he'll still be face. I, don't, I can't see him turning heel. Mm. Okay, there you go. Uh, it ended up with uh, Riddle trying to uh, put the floating bro on uh, Baylor, but he got his knees up. And uh, then Riddle landed fairly badly off the back of that. Uh, Baylor followed up with a big drop kick in the corner, went for the coup de gras. Uh, he landed bad also due to an ankle injury, and then uh, Riddle pulls Baylor into the bro mission. Now tangled on the mat, Riddle landed a huge kick, and uh, then Baylor uh, kept fighting again. Uh, Baylor counted and hit a bigger uh, move in the ring and uh, got the pin to win. Um, yeah, nineteen sixteen uh, DDT. Yeah, that's what it was. Correct. I was trying to think of what it might have been. Um, I couldn't remember. The the prince is back. Ooh. Long live the prince. Yeah. Um. Oh, I, I can heal stay. I can heal stay face. I, I can't see him being healed with what he's done so far. He's done a couple of things that will make him heal, but it's just. We get told uh, pretty much after that too that me, Yim, and Tiger Knox suffered uh, fairly severe injuries and they're both being taken to the local hospital to be looked at. Knox uh, having her injured knee looked at and uh, let's hope that those girls can be uh, right sooner rather than later. We then get into the uh, main event, the Men's War Games, the Undisputed Era, which of course had NXT champion Captain Adam Cole, NXT North American champion Roderick Strong, NXT Tag Team Championship uh, champions Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly. And uh, they came up against uh, the captain in uh, Ciampa, in Ciampa's team there, Keith Lee, Dominic uh, Djokovic, Novak's brother, is it? Uh, That's all we knew. 
And the final partner was to be announced. We didn't know who this was going to be. And we're going to get to that very, very shortly. But this, this popped straight from the start. This was, this was a pretty good one straight from the start. It didn't, it didn't start too slow, did it? No. Um, Adam Cole? Yeah. Um, Roderick Strong, he... he, he so Chapa was the, uh, the first in, wasn't Rod- he? Yeah. 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 He came straight on, straight out, and straight in, basically. Yeah, but um, Roderick Strong, he controlled the match pretty early. Yep. Tiampa a couple hits, but it was a, it was a good way to start the start the match. Yeah, it certainly was. Uh, they started to keep coming in, and then we effectively uh, got down to Cole when he came in, and uh, that was he. So Adam Cole gave everyone what they wanted: tables. Twelve. <laughs> she just kept on bringing out freaking tables and tables and more tables. And then he just sets up a table on the on the side. Yep. And he, he got he got use of that first use of that. Got thrown through first use of the table for the night. Yep. That was, was that he was what speared by Chumper, wasn't he? He was just chucked off. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then yeah, tables were used for the end, but it got down to four three. Two. Two, one, and, and then uh, we really went. For, no, nothing happened. That's it. It all went for like quiet. Five seconds, and then incoming the greatest wrestler in WWE at the moment, Kevin Owens. You, is, uh, is that disputed? It's undisputed. Undisputed. All right. No one can, can we dispute d- that. No, well, you, you're probably right. Okay. Kevin Owens, huge pop. Massive. The only person that would have got a bigger pop than Kevin Owens coming into the ring would have been CM Punk. Uh, uh, no, I'm serious. They wanted CM Punk. They were absolutely ecstatic that Kevin Owens came in. But if CM Punk had have come in, it would have been massive. They the the joint would have been the roof would Full have State caved Arena in. Would have, would have. Yeah, wouldn't have survived. Anyway, it was Kevin Owens. That was pretty good. Uh, he got in straight away, started doing his work, uh, super kicks and the like, and uh, looked pretty strong. But then it was the finish that. Uh, We've got you will if you saw this, the most amazing uh, finish. Chumper and Cole to the top uh, of the steel cage. Just three punches each other. Yeah, they just punching each other. While we're waiting for that, uh, O'Reilly and Fish, uh, Rock Lee, up on top of a table. Cole climbs to the top of the cage. Chumper followed him as we said, and then. Uh, O'Reilly was on the table. Djokovic put him there. It was Owens who jumped off the top rope. Yeah. Smashed the table with O'Reilly through it with a frog splash. Lee powerbomb Fish through the other table that was left standing in that second ring on the right. And then we crossed to Cole and Chiampa. After watching those guys, we look up and all of a sudden they're up the top. And then they're trading shots. Yep. Chiampa scoops Cole up onto his shoulders. On top of the War Games metal structure, uh, positions Cole on his back while standing at the top of the cage, and then drops him down and puts him through the table. Uh, the referee immediately counts, and Chumper gets the win. Undisputed error can now be disputed. Oh, there's still a great, a great, a great wrestling wrestling group, mm. but the the match A plus match. 10 out of 10 night, or 9 out of 10 night for me. Not much went wrong with it. All of them were great matches. It was pretty good. 
There's no doubt about but it. It was leaves, leaves a question, what will happen tomorrow? Tomorrow night Survivor Series, it's going to be huge. Time to listen to our WWE interviews from uh, a couple of days ago when we were uh, fortunate enough to be part of a UNICEF USA uh, kids program with uh, some WWE superstars and got a chance to speak to them. Time now, we're going to listen to uh, Mustafa Ali, who will be a part of Survivor Series tomorrow. Had a big night last night at SmackDown, the local boy from Chicago. And uh, we'll also have a listen to Dana Brooks, who spoke to us as well. Back to wrap it up in just a tick. Catching up with Mustafa Ali. Welcome to On the Turnbuckle, Mustafa. Oh, thanks for having me. Uh, what an amazing run you've had. Uh, and uh, that Australian flavour is really through your veins. The, the battles that you had with Buddy Murphy, including yeah. the one down at the MCG, amazing. Man, uh, Buddy Murphy is one of the most underrated talents. And, you know, right now we know him as the best kept secret. And I'd say within the next year or so, it'll be no secret anymore. Buddy Murphy is an amazing talent. He certainly is. Uh, Chicago native for you. I believe you were a policeman back here a few years ago. Yeah, you know, kind of a unique background. I was a uh, Chicago police officer for about four years, ran up and down these fine streets, serving the fine people of Chicago. Uh, you know, I've seen a lot, a lot of bad in that job, but I've also seen a lot of good. Uh, and it's uh, that my time as a police officer is something I, I really cherish because it taught me empathy. It taught me understanding. It taught me that people from different backgrounds, different situations, all face hard times. And, you know, I was glad to be able to bring some sort of ease to them. Uh, in regards to being in your home turf here for the next uh, couple of days, is that exciting to be able to do a pay-per-view here in Chicago? I mean, as exciting as it is to do a pay-per-view in Chicago, it's also exciting that I get to sleep in my bed tonight, so that's very exciting to me. But yeah, no, uh, you know, Chicago is known to have some of the most passionate wrestling fans in the world, myself included. Uh, I can remember being backstage, you know, as a talent extra at Money in the Bank when CM Punk won the WWE Championship from John Cena, and just seeing that reaction, that Chicago undying, unyielding love and support. A cool thing about being from Chicago is Chicago fans refuse to let you fall. They are a crutch, so I can't wait to perform tonight for SmackDown. I can't wait to perform uh, this Sunday for Survivor Series on my home, in my hometown. Been some amazing championship runs for you this year. That's going to continue you far away. You know, uh, the, I feel like a championship in WWE has always eluded me. Uh, in 205 Live, I was always a top contender for the Cruiserweight Championship, but I was never really able to seal the deal. Uh, even coming up to SmackDown, I was in the main event picture, feuding for the WWE title, but an unfortunate injury just kind of took everything off of that course. Uh, when I came back, I picked up a, a victory over uh, current Intercontinental Championship, Kate Nakamura, but never got a rematch for the actual championship match. So I feel like a championship continues to elude me. Uh, my, my goal at, by the end of this year is to get back on track to get into title contention, and by next year you'll be referring to me as some sort of champion, Mustafa Ali. Really appreciate your time. Thanks for that. Thanks for having me, man. Catching up with uh, Dana Brook. Welcome to On the Turnbuckle, Dana. Thank you so much for having me. It's my pleasure. Uh, what an amazing event we just witnessed there with the, uh, the UNICEF for children. Yes, I mean, this event I hold very close to my heart because children are the future of our generations, and they kind of set the way of what's, what's to come. It's a bit of a responsibility, isn't it, for you guys? I mean, you really are role models to a lot of children right around the world. That's, you know, that's what I love the most, and that's one of the most important things about my job is to inspire children. Um, so being able to do these outreach programs with WWE just holds a special place in my heart. For yourself, a former bodybuilder and, and the like, a lot of 
wrestlers come out of the independent scene, you pretty much came straight into the WWE. Did that put a bit of extra sort of uh, responsibility, a bit of toughness on it? Yeah, you know something, it definitely um, tested my willpower and drive. Um, you know, coming straight out of the bodybuilding world and jumping into an, uh, a world of wrestling that, you know, I was never really experienced to, uh, put a lot of pressure on me. But, I, you know, with that pressure, I always, always tell myself never to give up. And that's kind of what I inspire to children too, is never get up, give up on your hopes and dreams. The move to the SmackDown brand for you out of Raw, does that bring a whole lot of new challenges? This has been so exciting. I feel like it was a fresh start for me. It's something that I needed, and it definitely put my gears into motion, too, where, you know, when I came on to SmackDown, I, I stepped out, you know, that first Friday of SmackDown after the draft had happened, and I said I wanted to make a statement, and I feel like that's what I've done. You wanted to make a statement about Ronda Rousey. Uh, was there a, a bit of animosity there between the two of you? You know something, Ronda... She definitely elevated my drive and my determination, and that's something that I love to do, is always being pushed to my limits. And that she brought something out of me that I felt like the WWE world and universe really needed to hear. And that's how passionate I truly am about the women's division, the women's locker room, and the future of the women's division. A good rivalry with Charlotte Fleur as well in the past, sort of, is Bailey the new target for you now? Uh, you know something, I would love to get my hands actually back on Charlotte. I don't feel like um, what we have is finished yet. Uh, you know, with Bailey too, Bailey is an awesome, awesome women's contender, um, represents being the champion so well, but I think, you know, that's, that's where my target is next. Massive influx of Australian wrestlers over the last couple of years, the Iconics and the like, there's a lot more girls. Uh, you enjoying the Australian talent, the dressing Yes, actually, you know, I know Rhea Ripley is um, also from Australia as well, and she's definitely, she's one mean machine too, so uh, the Iconics, they hold such a close place in my heart. They are so fun, so outgoing. Um, I love being around them. Actually, when I was down in NXT, they had uh, come a couple months after uh, I did, and just, you know, they've had a background in the industry, um, wrestling over in Australia too, so they helped me actually a lot, and getting comfortable with being in the ring and things like that. Really appreciate your time. All the thank best. you. Thank you so much. Well, there you have it. Another night, that special episode two done and dusted. We'll bring you another one tomorrow after Survivor Series that's going to be massive again and then we'll uh, also do one for the Monday Night Raw edition as well Mitchell thanks for being a part of it again thanks for having me thank you for coming on board thank you for tuning in folks tune in again tomorrow on the turnbuckle right here on mypodcasthouse.com and it'll be our Survivor Series special edition